Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about um, how we find out about our jobs and uh, how we put together our resumes and what they look like. Um, I'm just going to make this full screen real quick. Yeah. And if anybody has um, questions or comments, feel free to leave them in the chat. One of us will be checking them periodically throughout. Um, so where I find jobs, if I'm if I'm looking for one, is um, through Playbill.com. That that's been an, a uh, that's been a big player recently, um, and actually so has Facebook, um, just because some of the colleges have been some of the individual professors have been asking specifically for um, people to talk to their classes or. Um, to help them out with with certain projects or something, and um, so yeah, Playbill, Facebook, Backstage.com um, is there. I'm not a huge fan of Backstage, but it's it's a it's a resource. Um, there's also OffstageJobs.com. Again, I don't use that one often. I have used it in the past though, and and gotten certain things off of it. Um, but what's big for me is either knowing somebody who already works at the place I want to go to and, and just tell, you know, telling them that I'm available um, or word of mouth. Those two are, are fairly, um, they run in tandem with each other. They're fairly big for me. Um, you know, our industry is a lot of word of mouth. It's a lot of networking. It's a lot of, you know, selling yourself. Mm -hmm. basically thank you michael <laughs> um, um it is and because we we don't have agents to to put our resumes out there for us it's it's on us to do that um and we want to try to represent ourselves via resume and or cover letter and you know if, sometimes they want you to send a picture which i guess is helpful to them to put a name to the uh, face to the name um we it's it's based on that for us it's it's based on a piece of paper unless it's word of mouth or it's again you know somebody who works there i've i've said um this <laughs> this industry at least for for our side of it maybe not the actors i don't really know as much um for them but our side of things it who you know comes into play very quickly and then what you know comes into play when you book the job um cuz you do still have to prove yourself you still have to do the job once you get it no matter who it is you know in that building um, but I'm going to show you um, just a couple of my a couple I, I'm going to show you all three of my resumes <laughs> and uh, uh, a cover letter that I have an example of So um, this is the cover letter that I have. It's got, you can see my information at the bottom there, great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is what my basic cover letter looks like. That'll be, um, if somebody's given their name or last name, then that will be in the introduction there um, at the top. Um, and then off the bat, I just introduce myself. I tell them where I saw the ad or who I heard it from. Um, and I'd say I, I would like to work with you as, in this case, there wasn't a specific 
show um, that they were advertising for, or they or if if someone's um, if the advertisement is for an entire season, I will usually keep it somewhat generic. Um, and if they have specific dates already listed, I'll let them know what my availability is for that um, for those dates. Um, in this case, they this was probably for a full season um, or, or something, and it it's all TBD right now anyway. Um, so I just said that I'd like to work with you as your stage manager. Um, and then I'll just go into a little bit of my background, uh, what I'm currently doing, which is this. Um, I will add on, um, once I get through it, another project that I'm working on. Um, I like to add because I do have, I have experience in both theater and, and television. Um, so I put that in there because that can be important to some people. They need, um, I have that technical background as well. Um, and then I'll just, I'll, I'll give a list of, you know, places I've worked and or shows that I've done. Um, and other things that I also do because all of us here are not just stage managers. We do a whole bunch of other different things too. And again, it helps to know, it helps for the employer to know that you got backgrounds in other things if in case they need you for something. Because um, maybe they're not booking for a stage management um, position, but if they need a prop master, I can do that too. Um, and then information's at the bottom. Um, and then this is my theater stage management resume. Um, I choose to go with columns on this and it goes, I'll list the show um, on the most left hand side, the company and or director that uh, I was working with and then what my title was for that show. Um, and then whoever, um, if I was an ASM, I will list who the, the PSM was. Um, Cause that's something that, uh, that people like to look up sometimes. Um, and that's, that's pretty much what the stage management one looks like. This one is only one page. Keep it down to one page uh, if you can. Um, particularly for a stage management, a theater resume, um, you'll see in my next ones, they're a bit longer um, because that's when I flesh things out more. Um, but at the bottom here, I've got, you know, software that I, I am familiar with and I'm actually going to be updating that once I do this next project um, and special skills and or interests that I have because um, sometimes people like to know like I, I put interests there because it's not necessarily something that I'm doing but it's something that I'm interested in like a book that I'm reading or a series that I that I like um, some people like to know those random facts and it might help you book a gig. Um, I used to have a reader of comic books on there. And hell, if, you know, Wonder Woman the Musical comes up, <laughs> I don't mind work. So, it would require me putting that back on the resume, though I don't have it anymore. Um, and this is a um, theater and television resume that I have, um, which it's, uh, you know, who do we have on headsets at the top there? Because that's the most recent work that I've got. <laughs> um, and then I, again, I, as I said before, I flush it out a little bit more. I add different places and specific places that I'm working at. Um, and you can look up any of these. That, that's perfectly fine. Um, Tilla Center, that's a, uh, a theater uh, here on Long Island that does, they do concert um, shows and 
uh, Broadway tours, um, sometimes one-offs, um, they'll do, um, they'll have speakers come every once in a while. Same with Adelphi University, it's also on Long Island. Um, that's where I'm from. And um, so those are just nice little, when they're open, places to work. Um, and then these are, you know, again, more specific places that I've, I've been at. And then I also have my, my general um, freelance production assistant, things that I've done as a freelance production assistant and as a stage manager. Um, and then just a couple of other places that I've been at. And um, if you'll notice on this one, I actually do have dates just because it's in a different format and I kind of like to fill the right hand side there a little bit more. Um, on my theater resume, I don't have dates. Um, it's a choice, you know, preference. Um, and again, at the bottom, it's got my skills and software experience. Um, and then my last resume looks similar to the one I just showed you. Uh, it is a little bit shorter though. Not a whole lot, but a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, this one I don't list every single theater that I worked at before. Um, and actually the other one, the, this one also does not list every single theater, believe it or not. Um, it's just long enough as it is for now. Um, I know most people will, or people will try to keep, tell you to keep things down to uh, one page if you can, because uh, they don't like to try, they, you know, you don't want to read a novel of someone's resume, which I understand, I don't want to do that either. But there are just some instances where you have to flesh it out a bit more. Um, and I have been told it's okay to make it two pages. Would I make it three? No. <laughs> um, I think that's a bit overkill. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I've got as far as what I, um, how I go about getting jobs and, and what my resume looks like. Um, and we'll talk about, you know, towards the end of this more, um, some red flags and things like that, but that's when all of us will kind of chime in at the same, same time. Um, and then we were going on to Ingrid, your turn. Yep. So my finding jobs is pretty similar. Um, it has evolved in recent years as I've focused more on committing to stay in the New York City area. Um, I will say actors pretty similar with who you know helps a lot, though they probably have more opportunities to be found in an audition than a stage manager does with an interview. It's the only difference I would say there, but it's helpful. Um, I use Playbill.com um, because I'm also an Actors Equity member. I have access to the casting site or the job site in the portal, which actually all the jobs that are posted in the equity portal are automatically, may take a day or two, going to end up on Playbill.com. It's just kind of nice to have all of those jobs together, but you can find both. And sometimes you'll find stuff on playbill.com that's for a union member that is not in the portal on Actors' Equity. Um, I've gotten a job through LinkedIn before. One of the rare times it was a cold contact, um, a stage management job. They somehow found me and reached out to me on LinkedIn. It ended up being, it was started on a showcase code, rather high paying showcase code um, that 
transition to a contract for the last two weeks to add performances for award consideration. Not too many awards, but there was some recognition there. Um, so that did happen. I keep a LinkedIn profile going and have four years just in case with that. And I'll connect with other stage managers there. Directors sometimes will find me there. And it just helps since I don't have a website. Um, I can kind of use that as a website in a way. Um, Facebook job. On Facebook, I've seen jobs not only as a stage manager, but in other related aspects of theaters, like my front of house job that I had before and will probably resume after the pandemic is that's something I found in one of the groups, um, an overhire crew position that I have in Jersey City on this side of the river found through a Facebook job and actually the connection that I saw there, the person who connected didn't know that person beforehand and now they are a connection that has helped me get jobs. Um, so I do, again, as Taylor said, focus on cultivating connections, whether that is, I, I tend not to try to do a hard sell, it's becoming familiar with people's names, like with these Zoom calls. I try not only for myself to gain more information, but to get to know the names of other people and have other people get to know me. So constantly showing up when I can. Um, if there were stage man gatherings in the city, I would go to those. I actually first joined equity committees to get to know more people with a view at that. There's also the work in equity committees and governance, which is immensely beneficial as well. But I do that. Um, most recent in the past couple months before the pandemic, a lot of my work, I would find kind of a combination between finding a job posting that might be an equity and then realizing that a friend was talking about it and they're like, oh, need an ASM. Do you want to work together again? And broached it that way and actually got my most, the most recently completed contract that way. And the contract I was about to start came similar like i applied for the job with the company who had already worked before for but turns out the psm of the show is finishing who's the replacement psm was going to be the new psm on the next show so that connection there um i've also gotten several readings and similar like word of mouth reference ways my main survival hustle as a production assistant came not only from applying to a job for one project, but also then realizing that I knew the person who posted it. Also, it helps it was posted in the Broadway Stage Management Symposium group, so yay there. Um, so it was kind of a combination. And then when something happened, I was brought on as a regular production assistant and have gotten jobs from doing events from there. So it's constantly of being there doing the work, standing up for myself, but also being someone that people want to be in a room with. And like, I want to work with those people again as well. Um, I will show you my theatrical resume. I do have a civilian resume, I call it civilian resume, non-theatrical. Um, it is my Non-theatrical resume is actually three pages just because I list the number, the different theaters I've worked at. I've actually condensed a little bit 
and dropped off things from, I think there's nothing earlier probably than 2013 on there because I had, did have some like high school and college experience on there, but it wasn't relevant to the jobs I was applying for during this pause. So I removed them, but still it's three pages. Made me not showing you that one, but I will show you my theatrical. And of course, the thing that's going to pop up first is my non-theatrical, but let's switch right over. So here is my theatrical resume. Um, it is one page. It is pretty full. Um, all my credits are, if it's in the theatrical realm, it is as on under a union contract. Uh, obviously, you see I have some events in there because I do have some background there, but um, I do pick and choose what is in there. Um, I don't always list all the readings I do, which I've started to do more of, but some to give a nice balancer in there. I have separated by realm of work versus some people will separate by position, like PSM, ASM, production assistant. I kind of go back and forth so much um, that I don't want to highlight that. I do want to highlight like focusing on New York City, what I've done in New York City versus what is regional. Um, most of these are listed in chronological order. So like the New York City area, if it's not in the reading realm um, or the sub realm, that the full productions are reverse chronological, then follow the readings, um, national tours and the like. Um, I don't list dates either. Um, it's some it's a piece of information that I choose not to put on there because there's other things that I want to focus on, like the companies, the directors I might have worked with, um, the shows and the position themselves. But if someone asks me about that, I can certainly do that. Also, they might with some of these titles and these companies be able to find out themselves hey, when was this, if they were really that curious or if they knew someone on that show. Um, so here's this, again, selected. I've done quite, I did focus more regionally before actually 2018 is when I first really decided to focus on working here in the city. So there are a lot of regional credits that are no longer on my resume, specifically from the non-union form and events have done several more than just this. Um, I have actually chosen to remove skills from my resume um, to highlight more of the experience. If there's a particular skill requested in a job position or posting, I will highlight that in the cover letter. But to, I'm not gonna use space here since there's more things I could focus on and craft in this that are more important to highlight like breadth of experience and just like the length. I do still mention my degree on my resume. Um, I do not have a master's. I just have a bachelor's and it's not specifically in stage management. So it's more of a general realm. Um, I do list that because it could be a connection point. I still find some alumni around maybe not always in the stage management realm because I tend to know most of the stage management alum of my school, 
but maybe for those directors that I don't know, actors, people who have connections or who have worked with faculty from my university. So I do leave that on there. Um, I choose to keep my references on my resume constantly because in my theory, if someone's asking for references in the ad, they're already requesting it. And I'd rather just keep it on there and not have to keep changing that out. Um, Note with references for me, these people I've asked, hey, can you be a reference for me? I'll check in sometimes if it's been a while. Two of these references are relative, they're out. I've actually all worked with them in the past two years at this point. So they are pretty current. Um, there is one that I might change out for someone who I feel like knows more recent experience, firsthand experience for me but we shall see about that. Um, obviously redacting their contact information because although I'm providing it to an employer, you guys are not employers, sorry. Um, but I do provide both cell phone number if that's what the person chooses and email address. And I ask what kind of email address they would like, whether it's company related or personal. Um, for two of these, all of my references are men at this point. For two of these men, um, it is company emails. One who is not consistently with the company or at least before this, um, I just use his personal because that's where he is as a stage manager. Um, so there's that. I will, nah, I'll give you a brief glimpse of what I do with um, a more traditional normal resume. Um, so here's mine. It's by date. Uh, I don't go specific day. Um, I do to translate into um, another realm. I try to highlight specifically management skills, um, communication skills, and document management skills, since that's at least as a stage manager what I think best applies to other positions. Obviously, I will recraft my language based on the position. Again, this is super long probably not that great for this, but it gives them an idea, yes, I have worked quite a bit. Um, and you might be able to find something that pertains to your industry and makes me suitable for your industry. So that is me with finding jobs and resumes. I'm gonna pass it on to Lisa. Hi, good afternoon, everyone. Um, I'm just gonna reiterate in terms of where I find jobs, uh, similar things to what Taylor and Ingrid have said. Um, I also look at, uh, as a member of Equity, the member portal and look at the stage management jobs there. Uh, I have looked at and used uh, Playbill as well, playbill.com. Uh, I have found jobs actually a few times on uh, some of the stage management Facebook pages. Um, somebody that will say, I'm looking for a stage manager for X project. Um, so I, I have found some that way. I do have a LinkedIn page. I have not gotten work through LinkedIn, but I agree with Ingrid. It's also a way if you don't have a website and I don't have a website um, to be able to put, put all of your information in a place that enables people to find you. So that is um, an option. Um, word of mouth has been the biggest thing for me. Um, I, and I'll give an example for most of you who have watched our series thus far. You know that I moved to New York about four years ago. Uh, prior to that, I was a high school theater teacher. Uh, when I moved to New York, the day I moved into my apartment, I got a message from a, an actor who I'd gone to college with, who has lived here in the city for a long period of time. And he said, welcome to the city. 
by the way, <laughs> um, I happen to be friends with his artistic director at a, a theater company here in the city. Um, can I give him your information? And I was like, yes, great, thanks. And he messaged me right back and said, great, I already did. He's going to contact you. Um, and I was like, great. And so I got in touch with that artistic director. We talked and he's like, well, we have a show opening. We're starting rehearsal in about two weeks. And I have a stage manager for that show. But the next show, um, I will need somebody. I was like, okay. Uh, and 10 days later, got a frantic phone call from the artistic director saying, I just lost my stage manager. Are you available? And I was and walked into my first job. And thankfully that artistic director has given me, I've now worked for him on four shows and actually guided me into getting my equity card because I didn't have my equity card before I came here. Didn't really need it in North Carolina with what I was doing. So connections are extremely important. Uh, and I will say as somebody who moved to the city after being in the South for a long period of time, I thought I don't have a lot of connections. And I was amazed at how many I did have. So always realize that even though New York City or a Chicago or Los Angeles is a large place, the entertainment industry is a small place. So this group is pretty tight in and we are, most people tend to know each other or know of each other. So that networking does become extremely, extremely important. Um, and that's pretty much how I get my work now is through word of mouth. People that I've worked with, uh, producers, directors. Um, I work primarily as a production stage manager. So for me, it is usually directors I've worked with before. They're like, I would love to work with you again or producers that I've worked with before. Um, and that, that tends to be the same process. Um, my iPad will be, make me happy. There we go. Uh, I'm going to screen share with you my resume. This is my theatrical resume. Um, I do have a civilian, as Ingrid puts it, mm -hmm. uh, resume, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna share that at the moment. Let's see if my. There we go. So this is my theatrical resume now. I have changed and modified mine a lot. Um, I guess it's just something that I enjoy doing. Um, you'll notice on mine, I do have that, the fact that I am an equity stage manager at the top. Um, if you know me, you'll know my favorite color is purple. So one of the things that I kind of took away a few years ago uh, when Matt Stern talked about resumes at the Broadway Stage Management Symposium was um, making it a little unique so it does catch attention. Um, and so you'll notice I have a little pop of, of a light. It's not, I don't think it's overbearing, maybe for some people. Um, lavender that did, uh, delineates the different areas on my resume. Um, I kind of, kind of like Ingrid have selected works on here. This is not obviously all of the things I've worked on. I could show you a spreadsheet of pages of the things that I have done over my lifetime, which is, let's just say it's a, a longer period of time. Um, so I focus mostly on works that I think are important. I do keep this basic format for my resume, but I do change it a little here and there depending on what I'm applying for. So for example, if I'm applying for a musical, I'm going to pull more musicals from my wealth that I've done and put them on here than I would for a play. Um, this one is a little bit more in between. It has plays and musicals on it. Um, 
few of the things I'll point out, I do put directors on here because I work with a production stage manager, the director would be the person that they would be contacting. Um, and I do have a few little notes. Um, one of the first shows I worked on here in the city happens to be uh, The Astonishing Times of Timothy Cratchit, which is written by Alan Nee, who wrote uh, the Broadway show Little Women and who wrote uh, the play that Finding Neverland is based on both the movie and the musical version. So I do have that little note on there just so that people go, oh, okay. That kind of hopefully gives you some idea of, of the experience of people that I've worked with. Um, I do a lot of readings and workshops. So I do have a separate section for readings and workshops. Uh, and if you'll notice, I have a reading that is coming up sometime in the future. Um, that I'm currently working on through Zoom, but we will be doing it live. That's why it's kind of in flux. I was just going to say you're doing Doors. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. um, it's not Door the Explorer, though. Oh, uh, yeah. No. I know. I, we've already talk, I've already talked to the, the playwright about this. I'm like, this is kind of confusing because most people are going to go, oh, Door the Explorer, and it's not. Um, it's actually a very interesting historical um, law that is abbreviated by the initials Dora that is of the early part of the 20th century. Um, so it's an interesting little piece. Um, I took the musical for two reasons. One, I was recommended to this particular writer um, who is not in New York City um, by a producer I had worked with before. But I also took it because I have not done a lot of musicals since I came to New York and I wanted to get back into that. I missed musicals and I wanted to flesh that out on my resume and kind of jump back in in that particular aspect. But you'll notice that there is an asterisk there to, uh, to indicate that that is something that is upcoming for me, that is, I'm currently working on. So I think that that is important to let people know that, yeah, this is what I've done, but I am working right now and this is what I'm currently working on. So if you really want somebody who knows what I'm doing right now, then please, you know, feel free to contact this person. Um, I do also put a little bit of event work on here just simply because it kind of shows, as Ingrid said, some of the other things that I do. Um, I do have my skills list on here. I don't have my education and that is because simply it's been a while. Um, so most of my educational resources, yes, are still working uh, and are here you know, in, in the city and multiple other cities, but my professors are all retired or unfortunately have passed away. So those connections are not there for me anymore. So I just felt at this point in my career, I could take my education off there. Um, I do have a master's of education in theater as well as a BA in theater um, with minors uh, in English and psychology. I'm a little bit of an overachiever and I love school. This is why I was a teacher for so long. Um, but I just didn't feel that that was important on my resume at this point. And I do include in there that I was a teacher a high school teacher and director so that people that are looking, for example, for a PSM that is later going to be able to lead, uh, put in rehearsals, for example, I do have that directing experience. And I and so I think people look at that uh, as an important skill for a PSM to have, um, as well as other things you know, in there about, you know, running calls, uh, contracts that I've worked on or that I'm familiar with, um, now I have a little thing up in there with experience with Zoom and other, some of the other technology that we've been doing. I do kind of watch my language. Um, I am proficient in certain technical things such as like Google Docs, but I am familiar with Final Draft. Um, it's something I've worked with 
a little and I'm still playing around with, but it's not something I feel proficient in. So I feel it's important, again, to watch the language that you use so that somebody looks at it and goes, oh, okay, that's where you feel you stand. Um, and I do have a background as a costume designer uh, and a stitcher. So I have that in there as well because I do have some awards um, from North Carolina for some of my costume design work. And that usually catches people's attention and it's a good conversation starter for me when I go into an interview is that's not what people normally expect to see. Um, and so they will usually ask me questions about that. Uh, my references are on the bottom. I do change up my references again, depending on what type of show I'm applying for and where that might be. So for example, if I'm applying for a musical, um, I have a choreographer that I've worked with before who's, I guess I would be glad to be a reference. Um, and I will sometimes put him on there as a reference uh, when I'm looking at a musical, for example, because that's another member of the production team that could say, yes, this is how she works with me in the capacity that I need as a choreographer. So that is my stage management resume. Um, and it's, it works for me. Um, like I said, I do it, it keep that generic template and then change it depending on what I'm applying for and, and what type of job it is. Uh, and that, so that's a constant thing that can kind of get a little crazy if you're constantly working, but that's good. Um, but I, I have gotten advice in the past that, that if you keep that resume, not only updated what you're currently working on, but if you tailor it just a little bit to the type of show that you're applying for, it tends to be a little, little better working for you. Um, and I find mine works well for me. So that's what I have to say about finding jobs and my resume. I'm going to pass it off to Lizzie, who's going to talk about her experience. Thank you. So before I share, um, you know, my PDFs of my resume and big thing, when you are sending a resume and cover it, send it as a PDF so that someone can A, not change your information, B, the formatting. You are taking anything away from resumes today, formatting <laughs> and grammar. Um, and on that note, so I am a professional writer on top of that, just as a professional in the industry, just in general, no typos in your cover letters and resumes, read out loud. Any email, any resume, any cover letter, anything I have to send out professionally, I read out loud. You're going to catch, I catch stuff all the time, even if it's just like the word to or a or just something or punctuation. And Grammarly, if you're not familiar with that website, is very helpful for people that aren't as confident in their writing skills and people that are very confident in their writing skills. Punctuations, grammar, it's so important. Because yes, we love what we do. It's fun. It's, our, it's still professional business. You're still a professional working this business at the end of the day. Um, I have not in probably seven years of trying to apply for a job through Backstage or Playbill or some of the other websites uh, my partners have mentioned. It's all been word of mouth or occasionally if it's a theater company I want to work for or just a company generally, I'll reach out to them. Um, I know people say don't make phone calls. Sometimes you have to. Now that's not code for make like 10 phone calls. You can make an initial phone call anonymously, figure out what you need, the information you have to get, and then send an email or they'll get, or try to find the email of the direct person on the website. Be forward. Don't be overly confident. Don't be cocky. Be forward and confident. It's a balance. But if you want the job, you're going to have to move mountains. I mean, 
the two, two things you're going to take away from me today, network, uh, excuse me, uh, be nice to people. You have to be nice to people. If you want to work in this business, you have to be nice to people and hustle. You know, it, it's, it's, that's, you just have to, whether you are trying to find jobs on Playville or people you know or letting people you know you're available, you just have to hustle and always be aware. And I have seen job postings on Facebook that can be helpful. Um, LinkedIn uh, is a great one too. I've had a LinkedIn since I was 18 years old. It's a free website to make. Uh, it's like professional Facebook, essentially. That's what it is. Um, it's a great thing to have. Uh, I do have a professional website. Uh, I mostly made that for writing. As I said, I'm a professional writer. I do have my stage management on there. I do have uh, the technical theater I do on there. Uh, I mostly have it for my writing, which I'm also about to start a career in real estate. So I'm going to be revamping my entire website to kind of consolidate all that, though the focus will mostly be on real estate and writing uh, moving forward. Um, and, you know, when you are applying for jobs, it's like applying to college. You have your safety schools, you have your target schools, and you have your reach. So you have kind of your safety net of the companies you want and the people you work with to fall back on, your target, and your reach. And, you sh and yeah, I mean, one of the best reach jobs for me is the symposium. Um, I had done some production management work uh, at Williamstown in Massachusetts. I had done a little bit in the city, but I'd never run a company. And when I got offered that, I knew it was going to be something special, and it, had, and it has been, and one of the most rewarding and important projects of my career. So I'm glad I went for that reach to be the production coordinator of the Broadway Stage Mansion Symposium. It has, I, I, what Matt and the company has done for my career, I am immensely grateful for, and for my real estate career, I might add. Um, on your cover letter, your cover letter is the body of your email unless the company asks you otherwise. Um, if they ask you otherwise, keep it short to the point. Keep, that means keep the email, if you're sending in an email, very short, very brief. Still show your personality in these things, but professional. Also, you can, I do it if I ever have to send a cover letter, you can um, insert a handwritten signature. So just copy paste it. It looks better, it looks cleaner. That's what you do if you're mailing it, right? Uh, make sure you have the address on the top left corner. Just keep it as if you were doing a, a like you were mailing one. It's the same thing, just virtually. Um, something I do, and it, you know, I do it in my email. I do it on my social media. I do it on my resume. Pronouns. I am an ally to that community, so I have she, her, and parentheses. It makes a difference. And as we know, some people have gender-neutral names. So if you do, that helps, right? Then assume Taylor, there's the perfect example. Taylor is a gender neutral name. Now, Elizabeth obviously is a more traditional feminine name, but that doesn't mean, I mean, yes, my pronouns are she, her, I'm a cis female, but that doesn't mean someone can assume my pronouns just because it's Elizabeth. But do it, it helps. Nothing bad is gonna come from it, right? Um, refer I personally think references are important on a resume have their name, have their title, email or cell phone or both. I personally choose email just in this day and age. People just respond to, it's just easier. Um, if you put references available upon request, I don't personally do that. I think if someone's recommending you, they know you're going to be putting 
either both pieces of their contact information or at least one. Um, if you if you want to ask them, you know, so you've asked, hey, can you be my reference? Sure. Can, which of these do you want? Maybe they'll tell you. Maybe they'll just say both. They'll say pick. I just put email. That's just a personal choice. It's also just easier for me to format, and I'll show you on my resume. Um, I personally use Word to format resume, and I use the grid. Helps align it. Also, and I, I was like this when I was younger, and as I've gotten older, I've let it go. If it's not perfect, we're human trying to control robots. It can be off slightly. It's more just make it a, you know, 99% perfect is what I say. It's not going to be 100% perfect, the formatting. Just keep it as clean as you can, because at the end of the day, what are you going to do? It's, we're humans trying to control robots. Um, so I'm just reading my notes here. Um, Make sure you have the date. So how I label it on the PDF is ESS, Elizabeth Sophia Strauss, management or technical theater resume or resume if it's my non-theatrical resume. And then the date, so 8, 19, 20. Because what if you're resending it to someone? And they're like, oh, you're, oh this is an updated resume. Because you might resend your resume to all your references, right? Doesn't hurt to have the date, just like you would on a script, right? Or as a good writer, you put the date on the script. There's a lot of writers that don't do that, and I'm calling those writers out on YouTube. <laughs> so, um, no headshots. We're not actors. Please don't put your photos on your resume. We are not actors. That is also very separate from the resume. It's two different pieces of the paper. Um, color is fine, like Lisa did. Dusting flashy, what she did is perfectly professional and gets the point across. Adds shows faces her personality, something she loves. You don't need like rainbows all over. And like she had, and I have it on mine too, make your name big. I mean, I'm Elizabeth Sophia Strauss. Hire me. This is who I am, right? So be show them who you are. That's the really the first piece of information they're getting about you is your resume, right? So you want it to be as close to perfect, not perfect, but as close to perfect as it can be. Um, when you're writing emails, dear, Mr., Ms., MX, if you know the person's pronouns or they, them, um, do your research. If, you're, if you don't want to assume, do your research as best as you can. And if, it, if you aren't sure who to send it to, to whom it may concern is perfectly fine, or if you, I mean, some people don't like that language. You can write good evening, good morning, good afternoon. I keep it, I mean, it, it, we gotta be professional in these things. So not hi, not hi friend. If I ever, if it's someone I don't know and it says hi friend, trash. I don't know you. So do not address me that way. I'm, I'm, your, I'm your potential colleague. Sincerely, kindest regards, best regards, warm regards, perfectly fine how to sign it. Make sure your cell phone number and your pronouns are in your email. I personally, I just have my pronouns, my cell phone number, and my website. I don't put my email again. They're getting it from my email. It's a little redundant, right? You can put a generated name. I just, I don't put my name in there because if it's like someone I know personally, a lot of people, you know, they refer to me as Lizzie. I'll sign it Lizzie, right? But I will put my full name, Elizabeth Sophia Sherrod. I'll just sign it under kindest, kindest regards. Um, also, it's okay to turn down jobs. You can't take every single job. Just be respectful how you're declining it. 
if it's and you don't they don't need to know the reason why you don't need to go into 2000 reasons why if it's someone you just don't like like someone recommended you and you see the name and this person just makes your stomach turn hi thank you so much for reaching out i'm currently unavailable i wish you the best of luck with the project or if it's someone you just aren't available and you want to work with them in the future hi thank you for reaching out i'm currently unavailable but i look forward to working with you in the future also i do sign all my emails i look forward to hearing from you it's not forward it's confident give them a reason to write you back even if it's sorry we don't have anything available at the moment but give them a reason to reach back out to you you have to really be confident not cocky but be confident and shine when you are approaching applying for jobs especially in this specific profession in the arts i personally was told by a broadway stage manager several years ago who's been doing this for decades my resume was one of the best resumes she's ever seen and i'm going to show you that soon but i took that compliment as i'm doing something right and she didn't have to tell me that she could just been like oh this is nice and xyz those words came out of her mouth and i was like well i'm doing something correctly and except for the pandemic, I think the longest I had gone without working consistently in the arts was 18 days. And it's only because the jobs were just, I just had time in between. I'm always hustling, I'm always looking, I'm always being as nice as I can to people. I'm a human, I err. Obviously, I might not come off some days as the nicest being in the world. But professionally, I'm going to come off as nice as I humanly possibly can. Um, and firm, not mean, but firm. You got to stand your ground. I'm a strong artist. I'm a strong woman. I've earned a name for myself in this business. Um, and don't be afraid to ask questions in your interview. It's good to ask questions. It's good to ask questions in email. If you're not sure if there's something on the job post, ask. Don't just go in there and assume, oh, well, they'll probably tell me. They're not. You got to ask. Um, all right. So I am going to pull up my resume now and I think I should have access to screen share right oh and one more thing about when you're writing emails or a cover letter I, I'm considered a veteran in this industry so you know if I feel confident writing you know you name it I probably worked on it professionally it's a little sassy but it's honest and true and shows my personality but I've earned that for myself in this business I've been working almost a decade in this business professionally. So yeah, I'm not gonna tell like a 21 year old college student to do that because they're not gonna have that kind of experience. But if you're, you know, really been doing, you know, hustling, moving mountains in this business, be confident. It's gonna grab their eye and it's gonna make them feel like, okay, well we can throw this person in there and they're, they're gonna be okay. Um, oops, all right, so let me pull up my resume. I think this is it. If it's not, I'll do a screen share of a different one. Okay. Can you guys see that? Good. Thank you. Um, so as you can see, I have my name, big, my pronouns. I'm not a union stage manager, but I still put stage manager, right? That's what I do. Um, that's my email. That's my cell phone number. That's my website. I have a press professional website and I just go through and I PS them a lot, so I put the director, and if I am the assistant or PA, I put both the director and the PSM. 
If you're the assistant, they really want to see who your PSM is because that's who you're working with directly. Fine to throw the director on there, but if you're the assistant, PSM is certainly what's important to be shown on there. Um, also, if you have a profanity in the title of the play, you can write it. It's okay. So that was the name of the play. That's what the, that's what the playwright wanted. It's okay. Don't feel uncomfortable about that. Try to keep it a page if you need your references, like you'll see on mine on the next one, that's okay. Um, related for me is actually where I put a lot of corporate events. I put my readings, special events I've worked on with Broadway Cares, uh, companies like that. It's related. Um, this is also my management resume and just stage management. So I do production management, I do project management, I do talent management, as you can see, and I do stage management. So I just keep it all in one. Um, special skills, some people don't put it there. I personally think it shows your personality. Like Taylor was saying, if it's something like an interest, um, you know, golf, I'm an avid golfer, I'm an avid runner, I run in marathons, I, I have played golf competitively for most of my life. Um, and be careful with the language, like Lisa said. So don't lie, if you're not proficient in, some, proficient in something, don't lie about it, but think of words that can help showcase you. And that's a big part of what I was saying, the grammar and language and your writing skills. Writing skills are so essential in theater and specifically stage management. So when people say, oh, you don't have to be a good writer, you have to be a good writer to be a stage manager. Communication is our job, right? Um, I do keep my education on there. Um, I don't put the year. It doesn't matter. I have a degree in stage management. I have a Bachelor of Fine Arts. No one cares what year I graduated. Um, and I graduated cum laude because I worked hard. So if you were cum laude or magna or summa or Phi Beta Kappa, throw that on there. That's a big accomplishment. You should be proud of that. Um, I am an equity membership candidate. So I have that on there. And, um, you know, other affiliations I'm a part of. And then my references are down here. You can't see them, but it says the name, their title. So it says, I'll just say John Smith. That is not one of my references. I'm just using a name. John Smith, let's say he's an AA stage manager. Okay, you know, johnsmith at gmail.com. Okay. And if you want to put the phone number, you can. I just do the email because it's 2020. Um, I have a technical theater resume. Looks very similar to this. I have a non-theatrical resume that's almost two pages. I never use it, ever. Um, and while I was actually going through my tech, uh, my, excuse me, my non-theatrical resume, I realized it's too long. No one really needs to see all that anymore. So I'm actually going to shorten it just to have it on standby and keep it a page and see what have I really done to showcase myself just as a, you know, a working adult for the past almost decade. So that's a project for me next week, what I'm going to do. Um, you don't need years. You did it. That's all they care about. Um, especially if it's a theater resume, you can write PA, you don't have to write production assistant out. Consolidate, keep it, you know, we know what a PSM is, we know what a PA is, we know what an SM stands for. And if you are sending it to another professional industry and they don't know what that is, that should be a red flag of, okay, I don't think I wanna work with that person is they should know what a PSM is, right? Um, but that's, and you know, I just have certain specific things in here. You know, you should have your driver's license. If you have a driver's license, that's important. U.S. passport. I want to work internationally one day. Let them see 
I have my passport. Also, if you have an enhanced driver's license, which I'll be getting mine in October when it's safe to go to the DMV again, that is as valid as a passport. So pay the extra money to do that if you can. Um, something about me, I can legally perform weddings in the state of New York by Google. Um, that is not a religious affiliation, but it's just because we don't want to really put that something like that. You don't want to put your politics, your political affiliation, your religion on there, but that is something interesting. Can I fact I mean, check the enhanced license for a sec? It's um, good as a passport if you're flying. Obviously, if you go out of the country, you do need a passport. Yeah, thank you, Anger. But yes, if you, I'm going to be doing that in October. And, you know, this is a big meaty section because there's a lot of interesting things in there. I'm first aid certified. That's important. I'm fire safety certified. That's important. As soon as I get my real estate license, that's going on there. Um, I have canvassed and done phone banking experience with political campaigning. Now, see, you don't know what my political affiliation is, but that means I have strong communication skills and understand people to have that on there. They don't care if it says my political affiliation, but that's a strong thing to have. Um, you know, I teach, I write, I do a lot of different things. I'm a webinar host now. I'm gonna throw that in there. That's, that's a good thing to have on there. I've written comprehension of French and Hebrew. I understand other languages. Well, maybe I'll go do a project in France. Maybe I'll go do a project in Israel or a country with this um, language who speak those languages. So, you know, really think about what you want someone's first impression of you as. Um, I'm gonna stop sharing my screen and I guess we're all gonna kind of talk now about the red flags and applying for jobs and what to what stuff like that. I also wanted to mention that the SMA also um, on their website posts jobs. Totally forgot. They, they do speed dating yeah. too here in the city, yeah. um, where, which is a way to make connections here in New York City. But they, I know, I've noticed, especially during this pandemic time, that there are a lot of local SMA uh, Zoom groups that you'll see. So check yeah. them out in your area. Equity will occasionally do a speeding thing as well. Um, I've only been to an in-person one, but yeah. So each of those um, are, you do have to be members of the specific things, especially right. for job posting for SMA. Speed dating for SMA, I think has also been member only as has yes. Actors Equity. There is something coming down the pipeline with, um, if you're New York centric, maybe networking with the more Broadway production SMs, but that is still in development. Right. And you do not need to be a union member to join SMA. Correct. Yes. Um, I just want to, again, if you guys have questions, um, feel free to voice them um, either in the chat or you can open your mics if you would like to, um, just because we are coming down to it a little bit. Um, but red flags. Um, as Lizzie had said before, a red flag in our in, in our um, cover letters, our resumes is, is typos. Um, same goes for a job posting. I don't like to see a whole bunch of uh, of of typos in there, um, especially because there's autocorrect. <laughs> um, and it helps to have a second set of eyes. I have proofread Lizzie's scripts before for her because I'm a second set of eyes 
And yeah. I am the queen of typos. And like Donna Summer said, it's good to be the queen of something. I don't really want to be the queen of that, but you know, it happens. I'm human. Um, but so, so that, that for me, and also dates that don't add up, like if they've listed, say the dates um, in the title of the advertisement, and then later on down the page, it's something that's not quite the same. That's a red herring for me. Um, and also just copying and pasting what you're sending to the actors in a stage management and or technical ad um, isn't the greatest, I don't think. Um, there was, there's one that's live right now um, on a certain website. Um, it's written well, but our, it's telling the stage managers to send their resumes and headshots to the casting director. <laughs> um, and that's not where they're supposed to go. I know that for a fact, <laughs> for, for that place. Um, yeah. I was say, I think I know the one you're talking about. <laughs> you do. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, we, don't, we don't send our resumes to a casting director because we're not in the cast. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but yeah, th those are just a handful of them for me. Yeah, and if you're an early career stage manager, please watch out for those words on a job posting. Perfect for the early career stage manager, and then you'll see stipend. That usually means little to nothing. Yeah. So be prepared, especially, yes, if you are an early career stage manager. I know there's a lot of talk right now uh, during this pause of the virus about how the big the problem is for people early in their career in this industry, getting work that pays a living wage. And everybody deserves that. I don't care if you just walked out of college, you've got to eat, you've got to live, you've got to survive. Yeah. And so yes, there are some concessions you're going to make as you're getting your name out there and getting experience, but those concessions don't mean that you can't live and you can't eat. So make sure you're looking for that terminology and watching for what you need to do for yourself. Um, especially if it says stipend. I think you brought this up, Lisa. If it says stipend and it doesn't <laughs> stipend is. Yeah. Um, there's no reason for them to not tell you what it's a stipend. Yeah. It should be preset. Um, sometimes that yeah they are waiting on ticket sales but there is supposed there should be a a base number and then the ticket sales should add on to that but yeah. um, and I will say right now I am lowering my standards a little bit on what you're paying me um, just because I, getting paid something at this particular point for me is better than getting paid nothing that. And we'll talk in a future topic about uh, negotiating and contracts and, yeah. you know, how you can make that work because sometimes that, yeah. that figure per week or that stipend amount is not exactly what you'd want, but there are other ways that you might be able to get something that works for you. Yeah. Um, but yes, in this time, I think, and unfortunately, I'm afraid that some people may take advantage of that in this time that we're all so eager to work that we are having to make some concessions as expected, but be cautious about how far you're willing to go on those concessions. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to talk about this is all said and done. You're going to pay me what I'm, what a contract. And we're going to talk about this more next week, but feel confident negotiating and I get paid up front. If they tell you they can't pay you up front, they're full of, you know what. 
Yeah. And, you can, and if there is not a contract, again, we're gonna, I'm not going to ramble on about this. We'll talk about more. So I'm not going to ramble on about well, If they um, do not give you a contract, write one out. You can write one out. It does not have to be like 10 pages. It can be a paragraph. It can be just what you want. An oral and written agreement is legal in the legally binding in the state of New York. I like a tangible piece of paper with exactly what I'm doing for the length of the project. And if they don't agree to that, run. Hmm. If they say you cannot send them, here's my contract, run. You don't want, because that, that's not good for anything. That is not, and that's not professional. You can hand them a contract. I don't care if you're, it doesn't matter if you're a union or not. As long as you're, it doesn't matter if you're 18 or not. I'm not union, I write my contracts. Um, we'll get more into that because there is something about unions. Well, yes, in the unions, yes, but for non-unions. There's other yes, things with that. Yes, so but in non-unions, yeah. I don't care if you're 18, I don't care if you're 15, you can write a contract. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, just, contracts don't have to be huge. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And there's a couple of sentences, again, saying, listing what it is that you're doing, what you're expected to do, and a signature. Yours and how much you're getting paid in the dates. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> if you're going to have anything in there, what you're being paid in the dates, especially. And just for interviews, for when you're sending the email out, when you're, when you're sending the interview, do your research. Yeah. I have interviewed yeah. so many people that could be like, I didn't even know it was coming in to, I mean, yes, my name traditionally is a female, but they didn't even know it was a woman. It's like, they don't pay attention. You have to process, you have to pay attention, you have to do your research. You, you can't, even if someone is recommending you for the job. Um, speaking of doing research, it's not even necessarily just on the person that um, you're interviewing or being interviewed by. It, it, uh, research the company. Mm -hmm. Yeah a little bit in the back of your mind what it is like previous shows they've done yeah. what their upcoming season might be not and it doesn't have to be the entire thing you don't have to have that all committed to memory but you know you need a talking point um on their company because you're there to sell yourself but you part of that is knowing what they are about also yeah and something else i want to add is for i'm saying this for stage managers and non actors you know for for, uh, for technical and management please don't stage door unless it's to meet if you want to meet the stage manager or if you want to leave a letter or if you want to meet you know if you're into sound and you want to meet the sound engineer please don't stage door so that i see the selfie of you with some broadway person i'm not if you email me that i'm not going to assume you're trying to get a job for the right reason and I, a lot of people disagree with me on that but when i see people do that and then i've had to work with them it shows why i was right with my gut telling me something about them. Um, and also, I, I'm just, I don't personally care for stage drawing myself. I'm not one that cares about autographs and all that. Yeah, I don't, don't do that. Yeah. Um, if I'm with a friend and they like that kind of thing, sure. But no, it's, sorry, just speaking of you, um, it's okay as long as you have the correct person's name on the envelope to drop off a resume at a stage door. Um, also, <coughs> Um, yes, type out your resume, please do. But a handwritten letter, it, 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 yes, it's yeah. old, it's, it's cool, but it shows that you took the time to do something. And, um, yeah. and it's, it's a little bit different. And also with the interview and everything, um, it is nice, but with the mail and everything, it takes a couple of days to get the thank, handwritten thank you note. Send an e thank you mail immediately after leaving that interview. Even if it says sent from your iPhone, you can delete that, of course. Send it. 
just a quick thank you for taking the time to sit with me and you know xyz keep it a couple sentences and you know like i said and you can i've typed up cover letters when i used to drop it at the stage where my resume yes a handwritten is fine i don't have the nicest handwriting so i would type it up if you're confident in your handwriting it's different yeah um but if you're not like me type it up no one's gonna think oh they didn't write me a handwritten letter you wrote the letter, like your cover letter, show, show your personality, show the research, show who you are professional and sign it because like an actual signature because <laughs> you're dropping it off. Well, it's, just, so it's a document. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a document, exactly. And, you know, as I said, it's okay to turn jobs down. Self-care. Please don't be the workaholic where I'm seeing like every other week or something new. Please take a vacation and please take time. Even if it's just a stay home vacation, take time, take care of yourself. Because if you're just jumping on everything, that might show someone you're not processing life correctly. I mean, right now, I've learned what we what been quarantined for almost six months now. Little, I've learned five, all right, five, five and a half. It We've learned like five. Yeah, it feels, feels like a year. But we'll say five. Ingrid said five. So The shutdown has been going on for five months and seven and one week. Yeah, March 12. But what is time anymore? <laughs> no, but five months. And... I've learned so much about myself as an artist, as a person, as a professional in these five months. So this is a good time to reflect on that. And yes, it's not always easy to have those conversations with yourself, but you got to do it in order to grow. It's, and as we're artists, we want to grow every day, right? So that's, I think, the, hopefully the best piece of advice I can give you of everything I've said today. And I will agree wholeheartedly with Lizzie. Self-care is something I've had to learn. I was not taught that. Um, and I think that that term is coming in the last five, 10 years, and it should. Um, follow your instincts. Uh, last year, I had an offer to do a show. I was finishing a show, would have walked right into the next one. And it wasn't that instinctively I needed to, do, to not do the show because of something with the show but I instinctively felt that in my personal life, I was concerned about my parents. I have elderly parents who do not live here in New York. Um, and I just felt like something wasn't right. And I went to the producer and the director and I said, look, I would love to do this show. I would love to work with you, but I feel like right now I need to be a daughter. And they were like, yes, totally understand. Great. I said, cause I don't want to leave you in a lurch. I just had this bad feeling. And literally my mother had a heart attack at the end of what would have been the end of the first week of rehearsal. And I, in retrospect, was like, that's what something in my mind was trying to tell me. I needed to take that time off to go be a daughter and take a little time not to be a state manager because that's where I needed to be at that point. So follow your instincts and know that yes, you get to be something other than a stage manager. You get to be a significant other or a daughter or a mom or what, you know, a parent or whatever. You need to do that for your own mental health and your mental health affects your physical health. So don't be afraid to take that time and to say, it's okay, I need to do this. And I did take a couple months off and at the time I did it, there was a, a little bit of a, is this going to affect my career? Um, it, it didn't. I was able to jump right back in when I needed to and keep, and, but I, I was very open and honest with people about, I need to focus on this right now, I, but I can come back in later. And so that worked well for me. 
and I, and I do think that that self-care is so important. Yeah, because, and I, and that's a very important thing, Lisa just said, because I have worked with a stage manager many years ago now who, this is two stage managers talking about, a stage manager, I worked with her father, she, she knew her father was sick, and then he passed away during the rehearsal process, and of course, she went home, and when she told the, her PSM that, the other stage managers we were working with, the PSM goes, well, when are you going to be back? Not, oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. Are you okay? I don't, the PSM I'm never going to work with, just from that one, hearing that, not caring that someone's father, someone's family member has just, who was sick and passed away. So we're humans. Yeah. We're, before, we're humans before we're artists. Yeah. That's, I know people think it's the other way around sometimes, but you can't be a good artist unless you're practicing self-care. And just so that one stage manager was like, well, when are you going to be back? I have to find you a replacement. You'll find someone to replace that person. You will find someone. There's a, fewer jobs with a lot of us. But someone's father just passed away. Take the time to be with them. See what they need. I mean, it was, and they, we were young then. I was the same age as this person who lost her father. I was 21 years old. That's very young. So, and the other person was around 50, but still. Treat people nicely. That is not, you don't go, when can I replace you? Self-care definitely sounds like a topic for a future discussion. Oh, yes. We should wrap oh. up this one. Yes, self-care. So yes. I'm going to. I'll I'll leave my uh, my story of when to say no uh, until next time, because um, there's there's others, um, and I may come off as the a-hole in that story. But you know, it's fine. <laughs> well, I look forward to that. Uh -huh. Oh, oh, I hope not. <laughs> Thing you'll be on my side trust me um okay i'm always on your side you know that we love you taylor but yeah in the last minute or so um do you have any questions for us that we that you had burning in your brains um because if not we threw a lot out you yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can also open up your mics and ask them if you want to not type them in the chat Um, Siri's trying to help me right now, and I don't know why. Oh, Siri. Well, that's going to be it for us this week. Thank you for joining us this week, and pass the word along, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.